Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome again to another episode of uh, Old Men Know Stuff, our podcast. I'm host, Dan Witham. And after the last couple, I hope you're still with me. <laughs> um, we're on, of course, where podcasts are, are, are enjoyed uh, and our Old Men Know Stuff YouTube channel. Uh, we've got 20 previous episodes, and I believe it's something that we that we have that uh, the Lord wants to put out that we are sharing with you. They we, they post a new one. Uh, our, my people post a new one every Wednesday at noon as the Lord gives them to us, and only then. And uh, if he would, do me a favor and spread the word if you're enjoying these. Uh, and I appreciate you taking your time to uh, listen and be part of us. So thank you. Uh, I was going to do something else this week, uh, but the Lord directed me to do this, uh, to bring this uh, episode to you, the events of the last few weeks uh, on the world stage has uh, elevated our consciousness to this hour. And uh, I know that I record these about a week or two in advance. So <laughs> we all may be in heaven by the time we see this, but uh, uh, I wanted to bring it to you. If you go back to our first episode, and I encourage you to do so, and I said this last week, uh, the common thread to all of them, all these episodes, with the exception of a couple, as a former TV producer director for multi-decades in religious ministry, um, uh, the common thread is returning to your first love. And that's really been uh, pressing in my spirit, as you probably have picked up on and is well documented in the other episodes. The title of this message or this podcast, I should say, episode 21, is called Watching and Waiting watching and waiting. And uh, just so that uh, you don't think I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goody two-shoe or that I, I'm some monk and some stuck away in some cave. I'm just a regular person like you. Uh, I love the word of God. I trust that you do as well. I know a little bit about the things of God, the word of God, having handled it in 45 years or 50 years as uh, a religious quote-unquote Christian producer director and I I have to share this thought that I did rip off this title watching and waiting uh, this hour has triggered that thought from uh, a musical group that I really enjoyed that several of them I know are born-again Christians uh, the Moody Blues and uh, if you listen carefully to their music you'll probably hear the spirit of God in some of it. But the point is, uh, I did rip off their title from one of their songs. So I wanted to give them a kadu. Um, the recent events in Israel have refocused our attention on God's time clock, and his time clock is Israel. Um, the disciples were sitting with him on the Mount of Olives in uh, Mark uh, chapter 13 in Matthew 25, the great Olivet prophecy. And they asked him, what should be the sign of the end? The sign of the end. And Jesus replied, wars, rumors of wars, nations against nations, famines. We've had those pestilence. We just had that with COVID. 
and they asked him uh, what shall be the sign of the end. And he said, uh, the, the sun will have, um, will change. We're actually, as I record this, having a an, annual, annual solar eclipse tomorrow on a Saturday, uh, October 14th. And that the powers of heaven will be shaken. And if the powers of heaven are shaken, think about this it has to spill over to what we're feeling here on earth, especially those of us that are born again, walking in the spirit. We feel things or different things have changed and God wants us to. It's all part of the preparation. I'll say that word again, preparation. And uh, they asked him, uh, what shall be the sign of the end? He said to them, remember the title is watching and waiting. Mark, uh, what did I say, 13? Yeah, 32 through 37, bear with me. But of that day and hour knows no man. No, not even the angels, which are in heaven, neither the son, who's sitting on the right side of the father, me, but the father. So take heed, watch and pray. For you know not when that time is. Duh. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants, that's us, by the way, and to every man his work. I just had a thought of Mark Beale sitting at his editor, working for the Lord, and commanded to watch, the porter to watch. Watch, again, this is about the fourth time now, Mark 13, 32 through 37, watch therefore, for you know what, not when the master of the house comes back. It could be at evening, it could be at midnight, could be when the cock's crowing in the morning. Lest coming suddenly, he finds you sleeping. Yes, you can sleep while you're awake. Hmm. And what I say to you, I say to all, Jesus made sure there that he made sure we all were part of all. Watch. So the title of this is Watching and Waiting. And uh, over in Luke uh, chapter 12, Jesus is talking to his arch enemies, the know-it-all Pharisees. And he says to them in uh, Luke 12, 54 through 56, He said unto them also to the people and the Pharisees, when you see a cloud rising out of the west, straightway you say, here comes a shower. And so it is. And if you live in the U.S. or Canada, weather moves west to east. When you see a cloud rising out of the west straightway, there comes a shower and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be heat. And usually heat does come from the south. But you hypocrites, you Pharisees, you all that are asleep, I added that, you can discern the face of the sky, you weather watchers here on earth. But how is it that you can't discern the sign of the times? The Pharisees not led with the Spirit, could not discern the sign of the times, of course. 
I pray that you are. Which takes us to Israel. Jesus said a whole lot about concerning Israel that we're going to get to. And one of the most chilling, but least verses tied to Israel. One of the most chilling, but least verses tied to Israel. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 25. Uh, remember, he said, uh, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me water. I was in prison. You visited me. We all think that's missionary. To a degree it is. It's a, a, a duplicity of uh, the scripture. But what he was saying is when you've done it to one of the least, least of these, my brethren, my, is the key word, brethren, you've done it unto me. Done what? Fed, clothed, housed, visited. And who was his brethren? Well, Jesus was a Jew. His brethren were Jews. So when you've done it to one of the least of the Jews in this hour, you've done it unto the Lord. Uh, now we're going to start digging deeper into this. Uh, in Genesis 12, 3, the Lord, the Father, says in his covenant that he made with Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. This is God. This is Adonai. This is Yahweh. This is El Shaddai. This is Jehovah. It's not Allah. Allah. He made a covenant with Abraham. I will bless those of you people, Christians who bless you, and I will curse those people who curse you. And this relates not only to a people, the Jews, but to a land, the land of Israel itself. God judges nations and deals with them for their decisions, America. just as he does us individuals for our sin. Genesis 17, that was a little free parenthetical insertion. I'll say it again. God judges nations and deals with them for their decisions. As many of the nations of the world have found out in their current condition and will find out just as he does individuals for their sin. Genesis In Genesis 17, God says to Abraham, now we're back to Israel again. Sorry for that aside, but no, I'm not. I'm establishing my covenant between you and me. God is speaking here to Abraham. Along with your descendants from generation after generation, as an everlasting covenant. Everlasting is like forever, pretty long, forever. All the land of Canaan as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. Israel is a land which God said is my land, and Jerusalem is my eternal city. And a quick, by the way, if you go study it out and pull up some maps on Google or in your Bible, the original footprint of Israel was from the Euphrates River in Iraq all the way to the Mediterranean Sea, 
down to the, it says, great river in Egypt and north inclusive of Lebanon. So the current um, land that Israel is in, and we're going to come to that in just a second, is not all of what God told them that they would possess. Um, I remind you that Jesus was a Jew. The church at, at its inception was virtually entirely Jewish. Yes, our church was entirely Jewish. Two-thirds of the New Testament was written by Jews. The gospel was first preached to Jews. They rejected it. Paul preached to the Greeks and the Gentiles, and we were invited to be partakers of this covenant relationship. Um, the Roman Emperor Constantine in the fourth century secularized, secularized the gospel and changed things like Passover to Easter. We won't get into that right now. Canceled the observance of the Jewish feast and moved the Jewish Sabbath from Saturday to our Sunday. My point is that the gospel and the word have stood and does stand and will stand against all the enemies onslaught. In Romans 9, chapters 9 and 11, the Apostle Paul deals with a question of Jews. Keep in mind, Paul has this revelation after three years in the backside of the desert of Damascus, and God shows him that Jesus was Messiah, that uh, what you used to do when you persecuted and murdered Christians on your way to Damascus, and I knocked you off the horse and donkey and blinded you by the light. And now instead of murdering Christians, you're going to save them, but you're going to have persecution throughout your life. Uh, and this is what I'm charging you to do, Paul. And that's what, that's the person we read of and what we read about in the new Testament. Paul deals with this question in Romans nine through 11, uh, the question of the Jews and God's providence and his purpose, God's providential uh, of the Jews and his purpose. The Jews were the first people, as we just read about, of the covenant in Genesis 17. And this is this is where I break it down for you a little bit uh, that might not know this area of the Bible as well. The word of God calls the Jews the root. So anytime in the word of God, he says the root, that's the Jews. And he calls us Gentiles the branches branches. And Romans 11 speaks that because of the Jews' unbelief in the Messiah, some of them were broken off. And because of that, you Gentiles, because some of the Jews were broken off when I gave them my son, you Gentiles were then grafted in. And Paul turned his attention from the Jews to the Gentiles the apostle to the Gentiles, where Peter was to the Jews. And when the fullness, this is interesting, when the fullness of the Gentiles in Romans 11 is complete, all of Israel will be saved. Us Christians, we Christians are carrying the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Jews currently are not. The other religions of the world are not. Tag, you're it. You're it. 
And when the fullness of the Gentiles is complete, all Israel will be saved. God's ultimate goal in the beginning. Whosoever will. So you have a part. We have a part. And we're living in a very, of course, sobering moment in history. And I pray that when this is actually posted, it'll still be accurate. That calls us as believers in Jesus Christ to take a stand for Israel. Remember the title of this podcast, 21, is called Watching, which we read the scriptures out of Mark. That Jesus said four or five times in three verses, watch and waiting. We're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122 charges us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to intercede for Jerusalem, for Israel, and to give. Why should we give? Because when the fullness of the Gentiles is complete and all Israel will be saved, and as many as we can take with us to heaven, and the night comes when no man can work, and that's what we've been tasked to do. And in some cases, um, very lavishly rewarded or even not lavishly by the Lord with resources to give, to support Israel and the cause of Christ in whatever fashion possible. So we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to intercede and to give. And we could very well be um, the people of this last hour. That's pretty sobering. We could very well be the people of this last hour. And it's our responsibility to do kingdom business while we can. Luke 19, 13. And this isn't about politics. This isn't about ethnic groups. I'll leave it at that. This isn't about politics. I don't even want to get into that. It's about the word of God, seeing it through to what God's asked you to do. The prophet Isaiah looked through the down through the telescope of time and he saw this hour that we live in. I'll say that again. The prophet Isaiah, there are others, Zechariah, Ezekiel 37, 38, Daniel chapter 12. But let's focus on Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7, watching and waiting. The prophet said, God will place prophet Isaiah looking through the telescope at time and saw this hour. God will place watchmen on the wall walls of Jerusalem. Watchmen, that's us, who will not hold their peace. They're not going to sit still. Who for Zion's sake will not be quiet day and night until he, Jesus, makes Jerusalem the praise in all the earth. The sign of the times are all around us. We've been through many of them on the previous episodes, so please refer back. But if there was ever a time for God to call forth watchmen on behalf of his purposes, remember God's purposes, you don't fight with Israel. You don't fight with God. And I'm not talking, I'm talking Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah. Yahweh, that God. You don't fight with him. 
because his plans and purposes for Zion will come to pass, and now is the time. And the hostilities and animosities that are leveled at us believers are not are, as they are at Israel, because there's a spirit in the world that is against all that is called of God and his son, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Israel simply defending the land that was given to them, I think it's in 1911, but established in 1948 by the United Nations. Not right now the area that God said, I will give to you, uh, as I said earlier, from the Euphrates to the Mediterranean, now river in Egypt up to Lebanon. But I'll, Israel's defending the land that was established by the United Nations in 1948. It was given to them as we have read by God by the authorities, the powers of be in 1914. By the way, I helped um, a ministry royally celebrate, as we should have, uh, the 75th anniversary of the founding of the state of Israel in 1948. That was this past May 15th. So we're called to be watchmen on the wall, praying for the peace of Jerusalem and giving. And watch this waiting for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not coming back to Hollywood. He's not coming back to New York City. He's not coming back to London. He's coming back to the Mount of Olives, to his city, where he will return in like manner, as the early church said in the book, in chapter one of the book of Acts. So I pray that this, episode 21 watching and waiting i pray that you're watching that you have ears to hear that you're watching that you too are waiting that you know that you know in your heart that you're born again if you if you're not you can be right now you simply say jesus forgive me You are the Messiah. I can't forgive myself. You are Lord of my life. Forgive me for my sins. I repent of my ways. I change my direction. I accept you as Messiah, as Lord of my life. That what you did on the cross, the blood that you shed, the blood that you put on the mercy seat in front of the Father in heaven covers my sin and it's gone forever. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior and my Lord. Welcome, if so, if you have, to the family of God. And I'll see you in heaven. Until then, keep watching and keep waiting. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennowstuff.com.